Hey everyone, I'm David Finns, and on this episode of the Cyber Insurance Imperative, we're going to take a look at why cybercrime doesn't pay, at least not like it used to. A recent article on the IT website securityintelligence.com cited a study by Coveware indicating that only 41% of victims of ransomware paid their attackers in 2022, a marked decrease from 76% in 2019. In fact, for the fourth quarter of 2022, that figure had plummeted to just 37%. So what's driving this drop in ransomware payments? Well, better incident response planning on the part of businesses seems to be one answer. So is the use of what are called immutable backups of sensitive data. These are read-only files that cannot be corrupted or deleted. There's a much greater awareness of the threat posed by cyber extortionists, especially after high-profile incidents like the one at Colonial Pipeline that made the headlines and put the issue of cybersecurity on the front burner. Law enforcement has shifted its approach as well, from primarily focusing on arresting and prosecuting threat actors to educating the public and assisting victims of attacks. They're also penalizing parties that facilitate sanctioned payments and skirt regulations. And with fewer victims paying the ransom, cybercriminals are reaping less profits from their efforts. They haven't disappeared by any means, but some have begun to shift to other forms of mischief like spear phishing, invoice manipulation, and utility fraud. Now, I wouldn't want to leave you with the impression that the ransomware epidemic is behind us, because it's not. The same article notes that cybercriminals have begun targeting larger organizations for these attacks, as measured by employee headcount. The reduction in profitability from their efforts seems to be leaving the threat actors trying to get more bang for their buck by training their sites on bigger targets. There's also the growing problem of re-extortion, a scenario where the threat actor makes a second demand after the initial payment is made. This trend runs counter to the conventional wisdom that ransomware syndicates can be counted upon to hold up their end of the bargain and offer up the decryption key once payment has been made. Don't get this scenario confused with double extortion, which is when the attacker not only encrypts the data but threatens to release it on the dark web. So what's the takeaway for our listeners? Well, for one thing, you need to have the right controls in place to combat these sorts of threats. For a copy of our guide to protecting your organization against ransomware, you can DM me on LinkedIn or email me at david.fins at alliant.com. Additionally, you'll want to check your cyber insurance policy to see what restrictions there might be on coverage for ransomware events. See. In the hard market we experienced over the last few years, underwriters started placing sublimits or coinsurance on coverage for these attacks, and not just for the cost of the threat consultant and ransom payment, but for any loss arising from the incident, regardless of what insuring agreement is triggered under the policy. These restrictions need to be revisited at your renewal. And don't forget your cyber crime coverages. Ideally, your policy will offer coverage for social engineering, invoice manipulation, and utility fraud, or cryptojacking as it is commonly known. Don't be surprised if these coverages are sublimited. And check your crime policy as well to see what coverage is available for different types of fraudulent impersonation. These two policies should be married up to minimize any gaps in coverage. If your current broker isn't having these discussions with you, maybe it's time that you discover the more rewarding way to manage risk. Thanks for listening.